Welcome to the Time for Teaching podcast. This podcast explores the joys and challenges of teaching in higher education. I'm Kim Reed. And I'm Kelly Fox. And today is an exciting day because we have three guests in the virtual house today. Our Georgian friend, Janet O'Neill-Scott, and two friends from IT Sligo, Kathy O'Kelly, love the name, and Mareed McCain. And we are super excited to learn today about COIL, which is Collaborative Online International Learning, which Janet is participating in currently. Yes, so exciting. So Janet has always been a trendsetter and an innovator around these parts, and we're not surprised at all to hear that she's a part of such an exciting and innovative venture. But before we learn more about COIL, we'd love to start by learning more about our guests. So Kathy, would you like to start us off by letting us know a little about you? Yes, I'm happy to tell you that um, I'm quite hoarse because I've just had a, a sore throat for the last while, so I don't normally have such a gruff voice. Um, my name is Kathy O'Kelly. I am a lecturer in the Institute of Technology in Sligo in the northwest of Ireland. Um, I'm originally from Sligo. I have some connections with Canada. My parents lived there for 10 years in Toronto and four of my siblings were born there. So um, it's very nice to be engaging with the Canadian College, with Georgian College. I have worked in different places. So I suppose for me, it's very important to embrace the whole intercultural aspect of the COIL project because I've worked in Europe and I have worked in the USA. I have worked in the Middle East. So I have lived lots of different experiences where I had to embrace different cultures and question myself in relation to my learning and where I'm at. And this project gives us a lovely opportunity to leverage off some of those experiences and I guess to try and pass on the learning that I've had over years, many years, too many years. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kathy. We really appreciate you being here with us today. May Reed, would you like to go next? Yes, and um, yeah, I, I echo what Cathy has said. It's a great experience to be able to talk a little bit about our projects. And my name is Mairead McCann, and I also am a lecturer in the Institute of Technology, Sligo. Um, and I suppose from my perspective, um, I'm not originally from Sligo, I'm originally from the north of Ireland um, and I've worked uh, previously in the banking sector uh, before moving into education and um, I'm not quite as well travelled as Cathy and uh, I have no connections whatsoever with Canada before this project so um, I'm looking forward to learn a lot more and perhaps um, eventually get to visit perhaps over the next year once the pandemic hopefully um, allows us to travel a little bit more. And I suppose the interesting thing about this project for me was probably the opportunity to allow students to experience some of that international learning, particularly at a time um, with the impact of COVID when it seemed a lot of opportunities were being closed off um, and perhaps not the same possibilities being provided for students. So it was quite um, an interesting opportunity during quite difficult circumstances. So that's been a great uh, learning experience for all of us as well. As we move through the project, um, we're continually learning. So learning a lot more about both our cultures and sharing a lot of those experiences. Wonderful. And I wanted to comment too that it looks like you brought some friends with you today. Are those Canada geese yeah. on your background? 
Um, these are actually on, on my background. We um, have, which we'll talk about, we have named our coil project Operation Brent. So they're actually Brent geese that are oh, okay. currently migrating from Canada to the northwest of Ireland. So it's a kind of our uh, brand for our project. And we, we lack that concept of the connection between uh, both, both our jurisdictions. So we're using the image to capture that. Oh, that's beautiful and such a lovely photo too. Excellent. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Janet, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, so I am a resident of Georgian College and our business and management portfolio have been around Georgian for quite some time, originally from the corporate finance sector. So mobility was not big on my list of things in my work life. And then certainly in education, didn't really get the opportunity until I was afforded the ability to go to Ireland. So visiting the schools um, really had me thinking about internationalizing curriculum and how student mobility would affect their learning, the opportunities that it would create. And so I, you know, I looked at many different ways um, to try and collaborate. And this this was just serendipitous, actually, how it how it came to be. So quite happy to be working with these ladies and uh, being part of all things IT Sligo has been excellent. All right, so over the last little while, I have heard Janet talking a lot about the COIL project. I have to say I, I'm completely intrigued, but I don't really probably have a clear understanding of what the project really is. So I'm wondering if we could sort of dig in a little bit and talk about what COIL is um, and provide some information, um, maybe like a, an, introdu an introduction to the work that you have been part of. Sure, Kelly, I do, I do talk about it quite a bit, um, primarily because right now it's the biggest portion of my semester. Um, I was very excited to get involved in it. And it wasn't something that was on my radar previously either, but when I started to look into that kind of internationalization of our curriculum without students having to be mobile, um, we came across the opportunity, which apparently started 15 years ago in higher education. And there's an institute called the Sunny Coil Center, and they've been helping professors and institution realize that power of coil ever since. So it it's enhancing the student curriculum they, there's a, a guidance for it about connecting students and professors in different countries, doing collaborative projects and discussions as part of their coursework. So we look at how we get significant opportunities for students to get that experience in programs of study, having students collaborate and faculty collaborate from a four to seven week period. So you structure the coursework, you map the, the learning outcomes, and you internationalize the curriculum. So the best way I can explain it is something really fundamental, like if you were to uh, ask students to build a bridge in either country, you'd have to think about what do they need to know about that other place in order to carry out something so fundamental. So it really starts to stretch your thinking in terms of what are the considerations, um, you know, the conversations that would have to be have. And so you take that methodology and you apply it to uh, a project of any magnitude. So, of course, when we got together, our project opportunity was 
pretty broad simply because in business you could do a lot uh, and and I think we chose that angle to do a lot and <laughs> so that's why I'm talking about it all the time <laughs> because it has it has filled the space um but I think to internationalizing your curriculum goes all the way down to the fundamentals right of not only the interpersonal connections and the cultural aspects but it's the day-to-day -day, how you're going to carry out conversations how you're going to approach work considering you know the different areas so we we got the opportunity to attend a lot of conferences obviously in the in the pandemic world uh, both Marie and Kathy were really good at once it was on our radar putting out invitations to webinars or or um, any professional development around COIL. So we got to hear a lot of examples of what other schools were doing, um, pay attention to so, sort of the lessons learned aspect and how we were going to approach the work. And then, you know, we, we got together and we started planning to make it ours. So that's kind of the, that's the framework of our COIL project is we took the seven weeks and said, okay, we're going to create a project for the students. It's going to be seven weeks long. We're going to introduce team teaching. So logistically, you can imagine just factoring in things like time difference, technology, um, sharing curriculum, mapping curriculum to make sure the students were getting the best experience possible. It's, it's quite an undertaking for sure. Yeah, that sounds like a huge project. Very exciting. Um, Kathy or Marie, anything to add? I suppose what we had felt in, in mapping out that process that uh, Janet talked to there about al aligning and mapping um, the curricula across um, both the the programme in IT Sligo and that in Georgian College was in effect, I suppose, as a team, as a faculty team, we were actually going through a similar process that we are now asking our students to collaborate in. So the interesting point was uh, there was the culture shock in terms of even though there is an alignment between the two educational systems and um, there are points of difference. So that's teasing out of the differences um, getting a common language um, looking at um, the, the mapping of learning outcomes and then um, the the challenge around the assessment piece so particularly the the different culture around assessment uh, were example there might be more an expectation of the incremental delivery of continuous assessment sort of week by week and that feedback loop been much tighter, uh, whereas an, in IT Sligo it's looked more across the breadth of a semester and in terms of um, two or three uh, feedback points. So there, there were differences there that we had to tease apart a little bit. And the other piece was in terms of the communication, as Janet has said, that, that piece of being able to find a, the common language between us and to to, to work out the difference in expectations. So the, the interpersonal communication skills and the um, having to overcome some of the challenges of the pandemic in terms of teams as a, a platform that we could use. Um, so the technical piece as well in terms of digital communication was an important aspect of that as well. I know Cathy had something more to say there as well. When you mentioned, Janet mentioned earlier on, like, you know, how we actually had gotten in touch and it's it's unusual, but we had 
each separately put our hands up to participate in a course in Denmark, which was linked into the UN Sustainability Goals. And then as a result of the pandemic, that never actually happened. So we didn't get to travel to Denmark, but we were on the radar, I suppose, in our prospective colleges. And then Janet had put so much work into trying to develop relationships with IT Sligo that it was proposed that we would do required projects So Janet. I'm not sure if you want to speak about um, how much effort you put into trying to build those relationships. But we, right now, it looks like we all just got really, really lucky that we had been going in similar directions, at, you know, independently and then it happened to just come together and now it's part of this coil project which is very interesting and has you know a lot of interesting outcomes ahead so i think that's really fascinating in terms of just sort of listening to the three of you and if i can maybe just you know kind of share back what kind of what i'm hearing generally too and that is you know the opportunity to connect uh, internationally yes of course that's 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 something very important to me as well but i think for our students um, finding common language and how to communicate with each other is not easy, right? And um, listen, you guys all speak English. Well, you know, the two of you, uh, Marie and Kathy, you kind of speak English, but, you know, um, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like you think, well, we are sharing a language um, that shouldn't be so difficult, but there are some challenges with that. Uh, add institutional layers, add policies, add processes, um, you know, how you might do something and how we might do something differently. But isn't that wonderful for our students to experience that? Um, and it, it can get messy. I can't, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that too, but it can get messy for sure. And I think our students need to see that because this is the life they're going into, right? Like it's not clean, it's not easy. You will have some challenges, but how do you figure them out and how do you sort through them? And what is the goal and how do you get there? So kudos to uh, to all of you. What a great, uh, great, awesome project. Yeah, I think it's important to mention as well, Kathy, you said you got really lucky with this project. And I think luck maybe had a part of the, uh, luck had a part of it, but I think that a lot of times luck comes from hard work um, done preemptively. Uh, so I think that uh, all of your students are very lucky to have you um, on board with them and to be leading them through this project because it sounds like it's an absolutely wonderful experience. So in that kind of same vein, uh, we assume that most of our listeners are faculty. So we'd love to start by asking what the COIL experience has added to your teaching practice. What is the value of a teaching experience within the context of COIL for instructors? Uh, how does collaboration happen? And what is the COIL process and how does it integrate into kind of the traditional post-secondary teaching and learning experience for our students? Lots of questions there. <laughs> well, Kim, you sure know how to ask a question. Thank you very much. Um, I'll start out on that, if you don't mind. We obviously we came together and we were trying to figure out how to go about this, and it has involved a huge amount of work. Um, last semester, in advance of doing this pilot, we decided to try a mini pilot. So we had a group of first year students who had never actually met. They were all um, learning online because of the pandemic. And we spec'd out a project for them in relation to the UN Sustainable Goals. So at the end of the semester, Janet and Maraith joined our classroom and the students all presented their projects to them. So we knew at that stage that we had something that would work, that was viable. And that's what we have based this particular COIL project on. So that was a learning experience for the three of us in terms of faculty to, I suppose, learn to trust each other and to share, you know, 
kind of teaching space and um, our resources. So we that helped us to you know reflect on the whole process and identify some potential um, areas that we need to address for for this project. So hopefully it has um, helped a lot. And you know we we worked together in marking for that particular project and worked on rubrics. So we had a good base for starting this particular coil project. So I'll hand you over now, I think, to Jeanette, if you want to take over. Yeah, I think with all of all of the conversation and Kim's layered question, there's a lot to sort of, you know, go through. But I think when it comes to our teaching practice, look, it's it's no secret that our roles, we are gifted this autonomous place, right, to spread our wings and teach um, and connect with the students in a way that we feel relative. And when you do that for so often in, in different experiences, and then you're tasked with coming together, and you got to clip your wings a little bit because you're sharing that space with other people. Um, and then you add in the cultural layers, and then you add in the different learning outcomes. And you're, I think at one point, Kathy had said, which it caught me off guard a little bit in our working group. But you know, at one point, she said, you know, it's really important that we take stock for a second and realize like the three of us have such a very, we might have different personalities, but we have such a very similar outcome in who we are as people. Like we, all three of us would want the integrity to be 110%, right? Like we're living it, we're breathing it. And that's very rare to get so many invested people on one project. And so, you know, I have to remind myself when you're going through this teaching practice that, you got to give yourself a little bit of, uh, of a break at times because you're you're looking at how many layers and how many outcomes a project like this has um, and all the things that you have to consider. And you can't make one movement without realizing, you know, there's people in another country that are receiving the outcome of your movement. So there's a lot of layered thinking. So I think in your in your question about like, what does that do to your teaching practice? It it really helps you check your blind spot quite often, because when we're gifted that autonomous role, our feedback loop is our students, right? Not other colleagues for the most part. So that's a learning curve, but you know, how does collaboration happen? Well, it's nice to have a plan and a framework and, and in, you know, in theory, it's nice to check the boxes, but collaboration really happens, I think being in the mud for a while, right? And, and then you really start to see, okay, this is how, I can affect the situation and this is how it looks to the student when I do this, because this is also how it looks to a colleague when I do this or, you know, and hearing that valuable piece of, you know, I want to say conflict, but it's, it's not really conflict in essence, but it's just, you can have a difference of opinion, but you can also have seen it play out differently based on the different cultural aspects. And so it's really valuable to hear um, how one statement would play out differently between two schools, right? And we've come across that and it's like, oh, okay. So that really informs how you then make your next approach because there's there's a lot of what's going on with me here because in a traditional post-secondary experience, you know, we deliver our information and we do our assessments and we assume all the boxes are checked. And one thing that I've come away from with this process is there's no assumptions. There's no room for assumptions because you you have to be in the mud and hear uh, in real time what's happening from a student perspective and from a faculty perspective. So one of the things that's been really difficult is being in the student role 
because that's what we're toggling between, right? So we're in a faculty role, but we're also in a student role quite consistently. So one of the things that we thought as a group would be so beneficial, um, yes, we're both English speaking countries and we have similar infrastructures, but there are cultural components that do need to be assessed. So we brought in a third party to do cultural training. So it really helped set the stage and the faculty took on the student learning role. So in that training, uh, we all sort of had the same playing field and we approached the information the same way. And so it helped us sit in our students seat. And Kathy quite often says, look, like we're this is what we're asking our students to be a part of. Right. And so we're constantly reminded of of those pieces and it, it helps in that triangle of collaboration to realize as students we have to go through the uncomfortable phase, right? And then deal with it. Because like Kelly had said at the beginning, this is what students are going to be asked to do uh, for employability. Yeah, and I, I think just to, to add to what Janet has said there, it's it's that it's the collegial approach that we had in terms as faculty and the team teaching. So there, there was a lot in the preparation. So yeah, I think p picking up on Kim's point, yes, there was a lot of, preparation leading into this in terms of teasing out the challenges but also in terms of that layer for faculty it's quite rare I suppose to get that opportunity of peer review in advance but also in action and um, so that you know we we are co-delivering and we're co-delivering remotely in a pandemic to different cohorts of students so we're definitely in the mud as uh, Janet has said and we're trying to make the the best of the opportunities that arise from that in terms of peer review and reflection um, and the students I think that's uh, an additional uh, benefit that they're getting that exposure to different approaches different styles and the uh, the variety and diverse experience that um, each of us would bring to our teaching as well but I think part of the the bit around the differences and you know I suppose functional conflict in terms that would arise naturally in any of these circumstances because we're no longer um, if you like the queen of our own castles in, in terms of the shared space and I think um, it's the, the benefit that came from the trust building in the preparation so and similar to what the students are now having to do is to find those means of communication so whilst we have the formality of teams and the document sharing um, that was naturally a part of this we also formed our own whatsapp group in terms of the cultural piece and that that exchange so the the find finding of the common language so we, we had long conversations about the Irish expression, it will be grand <laughs> and what that means in practice, but also in terms of even getting appreciation of the, the cultural experiences. So in our WhatsApp group, we, we took on the challenge of uh, capturing photographs of what would be the normal cultural experience, kind of lived experience of each of us um, over, a, over a period of months going from late spring into summer. So we had that, that we got to appreciate what corn month is and the stalls, the corn on the cob. Um, where Janet also then got an experience of what a, a, a 99 is and an ice cream here in Ireland and um, pictures of jellyfish and um, lakes. So it's it's this sense of 
um, what was the social glue that was holding us together. Even though we've never met in person, um, we we also had to build that connection um, virtually, just as the students are, are actually doing now. And I'm going to mention something that maybe, Cathy, uh, I think the, the, the issue is that we have all been working remotely um, through this as well. So in uh, quite often from home, uh, so our partners and family have got to get glimpses of, of each other as uh, unexpectedly as that happens. But um, it, it, it just Cathy won't mind me mentioning her husband, John, came up with a lovely uh, analogy for us in terms of that and maybe reflects a little bit around the natural tensions, but the coming together of the group. So that metaphor is that um, each of us play a part in this um, where we have a, a lovely inflated red balloon held by a string to a post. Um, and I'm not sure which, which we should identify which of us is the balloon, the string or the post, but it was that sense of a reflection, if you like, of someone on the outside overhearing some of the conversations so that sometimes the balloon might float away and the string's job is to keep it attached um, and the, the post is keeping us firmly rooted in the in the project. But it's this sense of, uh, you know, any group coming together, you have to work out, you know, the mechanisms, the way of working together. And there has to be that that social glue that connects us um, as well. So there, you know, as we said, there has been fun in the project as well. We may not be feeling as much of this right now, mid delivery, but uh, you know, it's the peaks and troughs that naturally flow in, in any project. And we also have that ability, for example, with the WhatsApp group when we're live, um, and we're, um, as I say, coping with um, remote delivery, that the WhatsApp group is also that keeping touch for us um, as, as we're live, you know, we're live in a classroom uh, quite often in Sligo. So the students are back uh, on campus uh, partially, whereas uh, Georgian College is, is, is still delivering remotely. So we're, you know, we're having to cope with the unexpected as we implement the project as well. So it's those um, mechanisms that we formed back in the spring are allowing us to implement the project currently so um so it, it's been a very interesting experience from the faculty perspective in terms of those bonds and the shared experience of team teaching and co-delivering so i just wanted to comment on as an outsider who doesn't know a lot about the coil project it's so amazing hearing about the experience um, coming from a background in liberal arts. I think it speaks to um, the importance of kind of sharing knowledge and experience um, from a vocational perspective and sharing knowledge and experience on the content. Uh, but we hear a lot from our students and um, a lot of our faculty talk a lot about resistance from students on group work. I don't know if it's a North American thing or if it's a, it's a Canadian thing, but there tends to be, okay, <laughs> Marie's shaking your head and saying no. So um, there tends to be a lot of resistance on group work and students say, you know, I'd rather just do the project on my own. And when I look at both my career in education and my husband's career in sales, uh, pretty much all we do is collaborate. We work together. We work with, if, in my husband's perspective, clients and customers and uh, service providers and um, lots of different folks 
both of our work seems to revolve primarily around collaboration. Um, so I think that this is such a wonderful experience because it gives your students an opportunity to um, learn with and from other cultures and other instructors and to kind of bridge those international gaps, which I think is fantastic. But I think it also really um, highlights the importance and the value of collaboration and the benefits and the outcomes that can come out of uh, a, a number of folks coming together and putting the work into um, really doing meaningful collaboration and meaningful group work. So it sounds like this project is lots of work. And so uh, I commend all of you on the effort that you're putting into it because I'm sure that it's not easy. Uh, managing one class on your own is difficult enough. So I can't imagine the time and effort that's gone into um, the collaborative aspects of this. But I do think that it's one of those uh, important life lessons for students as well. I think as post-secondary instructors, we focus a lot on the things that we do within the context of our classroom, on content and on meeting learning outcomes. Um, but what we're doing is so much more than just that. Um, our students are learning how to be adults. They're learning how to function as professionals in their field. They're learning how to use their interpersonal skills to collaborate and interact with others. And uh, this sounds like kind of what we do in a regular classroom, but amped up to the nth degree. So um, it sounds like a wonderful project and I'm so pleased that you're here to be able to share all this information with us. So thank you so much. So that's kind of a nice segue in terms of, we've talked a lot about your experiences, of course, and as a faculty and sort of sorting through a lot of that. But I mean, our primary focus as educators would be students. And I'm wondering if we could talk a little bit because I think Janet, you were mentioning you do receive feedback and you are asking for feedback from students um, all the time. So what have you heard? What specifically have you heard from your students? What is kind of what are they saying about their experience with COIL? Um, what are the benefits that students are you know, taking away from the experience? And you know, why are these experiences important for students? Are, you know, are they seeing the benefits yet? And I know Kim just talked about group work and I know sometimes we kind of hear students go on about how it's, you know, they don't like group work or there's some element, but what are you hearing? Tell us a little bit about the feedback. So I think right now um, it's kind of, it's a mixed bag of tricks. And I, I personally hadn't really thought about how, it would play out in terms of that differentiating feedback. And I think I can, as I as we're going through the process, I can really sort of look at, uh, for instance, the corn analogy, right? So yes, it was it was corn month here in in um, Ontario. And then, but what I took away from that as we were sharing that information on WhatsApp, Kathy had talked about it uh, to somebody external, right, in her personal life saying, hey, did you know that this was happening right now in Canada? And when we started to disseminate those pieces, it was, okay, the students are probably going to do this. They're probably going to have those further conversations about what they've learned in different aspects. But where we are in the project right now, the students, based on different institutional priorities and how they're used to learning, the feedback has been some are so excited. You've seen them in other areas add this as a learning mechanism. Um, so they're adding it to their social media profiles, that they're collaborating in a COIL project as part of their experience for employability. So you see, you know, a lot of students having that conversation. Um, but we're also seeing, you know, the prevalent differences institutionally, right? And what that happens to make us as people, right, with our expectations and where it would go. So specifically, 
uh, Marie talked about that marking, right? The, the weekly assessment loop. That's what our Canadian students are used to. And so even in the group process, they're used to communicating like that. Whereas the approach in Ireland would not look that way. You know, the student feedback is, this is really valuable because it's tapping into that thought process of my way is not the only way. And so you're hearing some of the pain points with um, them figuring out that their way is not the only way, but also looking at a different perspective. Um, and they're really, really working through those interpersonal skills of trying to connect with somebody. And it's not it's not easy to do virtually, right? Like, how do you how do you say a statement or how do you joke if someone can't read all your nonverbal cues? You know, so how do you deal with that piece? So that's all part of the student experience right now is everything from what Maureen calls a social glue. Like, I love that phrase. It's all those pieces to I have to functionally get something done. Um, you know, my marks are are part of this. So how I behave matters, how much I participate matters. Um, you know, if you're an introvert, what does that look like? If you're an extrovert, what does that look like? So there's there's a lot of student feedback in that area um, and noticing the difference. Yeah, I, you know, I would agree with that. And we also had, um, I suppose, the, the experience that when we are in the classroom together, we're masked as well um, because of the COVID restrictions. So what, what I think we're very much getting into the eyebrow is it in terms of uh, reading expressions so it's there, there are lots of challenges in that but I, I think it's it's true what J Janet has said so we're in the we're about halfway through our implementation phase and I think that uh, resistance to group work might be an international <laughs> phenomenon it's not particular to to any jurisdiction I think in terms and it's the interdependence which brings us back to the global competencies in terms of in the work place it's very rare that you just have to depend on yourself or you're the, you're able to produce all the resources you need to, to get a job done in that way so a feature of much much of business life is that having to collaborate um the the nature of interdependence in terms of uh, resources and problem solving and and we know it's not not easy we resisted ourselves sometimes and um i think yes that that is part of the natural feed, feedback because it, it the, there's going to be natural anxiety around it because not only is it group work with individuals that you you maybe are familiar with it's this whole new in, international dimension to that as well and different approaches to work and sometimes we all know that can be frustrating if there isn't a natural match between how you go about planning and uh, working compared to your co-worker or someone else you have to collaborate with so the, the students are they're in the mud as well <laughs> with us in, in that regard and they're trying to work through that so I suppose learning isn't always easy and but what we would hope is from some of the challenges some of the deeper reflection and you know resilience building and uh, self-awareness will come from that as well and um, one thing I might add if that's okay that um one aspect that we have with this project which is a little bit unusual is that we have brought in a, an external partner a company called brogies so the company has a, an office based in ontario and an office based in Sligo, 
So they have, they're a perfect match for this coil project. So the owner of the business has come into our virtual classroom, has spoken to the students, has explained to them what it's like to be trading in an international environment. And the project that the students will work on, it's focused on coming up with solutions for that actual company. So it's a real life experience. This is a real life project. We want real outcomes. So in order to do that, the company has to <clears throat> trust us obviously with the information that you know related to them and we have to trust each other as a team so Maraith, Janet and myself have to totally gel together and then the students have to trust us so we are all in this together and um, there's quite a lot of stakeholders involved but it's very interesting risky but interesting you know and it has huge potential and that's what keeps driving you forward and gets you through the mud is the potential outcomes from this are fantastic. So it's something very exciting to be part of. And the students know that. And that's the feedback that we're getting is they are aware that they're getting a wonderful opportunity here, which is quite unique. So that's that makes it worthwhile for us. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that leads us into the last question, if we have time to squeeze it in before we all have to part ways for the day. Um, so if anyone listening is interested in becoming a part of their own COIL project, uh, we'd love if you could provide a little information on how to get involved, where to start, um, and on a personal level, maybe one takeaway that you've taken away from this experience. So from a Georgian college perspective, um, this is the first of its kind. So we're running it as a pilot. It hasn't been done in our institution. So we are looking to see uh, all parts and of the project through, um, and then we're set to do dissemination in January and lead it out for the next year. So hopefully this is something that, you know, we could standardize and, and bring into the institution. Um, the personal level is just almost too much to capture at this point. It, it really is because you look at your rear view mirror, like how am I perceived? How do I work? And how much of how I work is governed by institutional policies um, versus have I gotten so used to doing things a certain way? Um, or am I bringing in bias, background? You know, it's, it's all those things. And how do you gain a relationship with somebody that you've never met never mind two of them right like how do you how do you really endear yourself in a way that Kathy says trust right and and that's a hard thing to garner how do you get that and you know dealing with your big feelings like that's that's the personal level piece is you know there's a lot of big feelings attached it's it's really humbling at times I think and so I would say that's my personal takeaway for personal and professional blind spots for sure for me, if I was to take two things out of it, totally, it's the, I'm saying it with a smile because I just can't say anything else, the importance of creativity and looking at different ways of doing things and looking at things at different angles. There isn't just one way, there isn't just one solution. Be open, be open to different people, different cultures, everything. It's just so important. Um, so that's a huge part of this project. And the other one is entrepreneurship. So that's something that's very, very dear to my heart is that whole idea of entrepreneurship and problem solving and getting on with this, you know, breaking boundaries, changing them, pushing them, challenging them, you know, practice what we preach. Don't ask students to do it if we're not doing it ourselves. We're certainly doing it in abundance. And um, but you know what, even just talking about it like this, it's really rewarding because I feel, you know what, I'm, I'm pushing myself as hard as I can in conjunction with Maraith and Janet. We're trying really hard to give the students a fabulous experience. 
and it's working well so it's it's good so far yeah and uh, you know i would i would agree with what my two colleagues have said so no no um no conflict there whatsoever but i think it's the view of um for me uh, our institutional piece is similar to georgian college that this is a, is a pilot um and the intention is we're going to go through a reflection and a dissemination process in into uh, the second semester um and hopefully then if people are interested that there will be resources and a process that others can gain from this experience as well um, and to, to follow up and to extend perhaps the opportunities for other students. But I think from the takeaways, obviously, um, for me, a lot of it, you know, and it, it, I think it's a lot what we know already, um, but that sometimes you get a little bit removed or detached from it is, is that importance of the collegial aspect of the collaboration. So it's a shared experience, but also the importance of communication. So no matter what has happened, um, we've been able to talk about it, talk through it. And as Cathy said, give a lot of space for creative problem solving and innovation. And for me, some of the highlights are obviously just seeing that connection, you know, when our our business partner and other partners, the, the intercultural training, seeing students exposed to those opportunities, um, particularly in terms of the business, because they were getting straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, the challenges, the experiences where uh, an individual business had built from and the opportunities that were there and you could see the reaction from the students as that was happening the questions it cre created from the students and the the inspiration just from getting that exposure and you you know that I think was a real reminder of why we do this why we put ourselves outside of our comfort zone and um, why we've gone beyond maybe the, the normal expectations because it's that connection um, was really, really exciting to see that hap happen, um, but also to be part of it ourselves. It's kind of it's a real clear reminder of why we do what we do each day um, for, for our students. Wow. So Kathy, Marie and Janet, this has been absolutely lovely. Yes, we've really, really enjoyed our time together today and learning more about the COIL project. So thank you all so much for being here with us today. And as Kelly said, we do hope that you'll come back and kind of let us know <clears throat> how the project closes out and uh, hopefully some more information about how others can get involved in the future as well. So until then, thanks again and bye for now. Thank you. Bye for bye. now. Bye. Bye. Thank you.